Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com everybody, this is Derek again with Backpacking and Blisters. Hope you guys are all doing well. Today, I am joined with the man, the myth, the legend, the only man I've ever known to use shaving cream to blind a bear and a raccoon in the same hour, Carl Mandrioli. <laughs> Buddy, what's going on? I don't think I've actually seen a raccoon while backpacking. Well, I've seen them, like around doesn't town, mean they're not, not there though, right? Bigfoot man? No, they're they're probably all over the place. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. And I don't think I've ever brought shaving cream. <laughs> you never know what you might bring. It was in your you uh, your go bag that I packed for you. Yeah, from last episode. That would have been good. That would have been good. Um, <laughs> I like it. Hey, so I'm I'm starting to plan out some trips in the future. Mm for uh the fall and we were kind of looking at some t- a couple different places and i was one of the places we're looking at is grand teton national park yes. in wyoming yes. it's right next to yellowstone yeah no i'm super excited about it but i was trying to figure out their permit system because as we talked about before every park has their own kind of weird setup mm-hmm. and they don't have this system throughout the park but they in in certain areas they have the exact system that i suggested on a previous episode where you just have quotas based on zones rather than specific backcountry camp spots or trailheads, and so are you subtly, subtly patting yourself on the back right now? Is that what you're doing? No, I just I was excited about okay. it. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, I, I want to see how it works out, and I want to see if it, you know, enables us to get a good permit for um, for an area yeah. where we can still sort of choose within the zone, but at the same time have kind of a structure with uh, with our permit. So, I, right. yeah, I'm curious as how that'll play out. The only issue is there's, like, one spot where I think it's, like, a 10-mile stretch mm. where um, they didn't have a zone. So wow. you kind of have to really know what you're doing and plan it out appropriately. But it sounds, it sounds cool. That's cool. Yeah, I guess I guess I kind of was patting myself on the back, but I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Admitting. <laughs> well done, buddy. Well done. Is that what you want? Yeah. I, you know, really, like, I would pat myself on the back if they didn't have that system, and then after, like, that episode came out, then they did. Then I'd be like, it was probably because of us. <laughs> Look, if you need that validation, that's that's okay. That's okay. No problem. I need validation. <laughs> I do. That's good. Uh, All right. So my other tidbit for today was kind of an, not an argument, but like a discussion, mm-hmm. a debate, if you will, that I got in with my wife yeah. about camping and backpacking. And so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw the question to okay. you and then we'll see whose side you come down upon okay Ooh, boy. and i bet people have thought about this before okay, by the way go ahead. i'll be objective go ahead so okay so it's it's nighttime mm-hmm. everybody's climbed to their tent they're sleeping mm-hmm. bags okay mm-hmm. 
do sleeping bags, once you're all like zipped in mm-hmm. and stuff, contain fart smell? Do they contain, like, are they embedded within the sleeping like, bag? Like old fart smell? Yeah, do they like prevent it from sort of like releasing to the tent atmosphere? Well, okay, let me ask you a question. Is this like a current fart or is this like yesterday's fart? <laughs> is like yesterday's fart still in there? Um, no, it's current fart, although that's a fair question. Um, does current fart st- smell and fart smell in the sleep? Yeah, I think so. So that so what you're saying is like you can just release a gas bomb and your neighbors in the tent are not gonna be disrupted. No, no, that fart's getting out. Yeah, it finds a way. You think it yeah, is? Yeah, I think it. Now, do you feel do you feel like it get like if let's pretend like you're not in your sleeping bag, so then like that would be at like a hundred percent release versus you're in your bag. Are you releasing like a hundred percent of the smell or like just look? Half all of it? I all I know is there's sometimes like I'm in bed and I try to smother that sucker and it finds a way yep. it finds a way out so i don't know how <laughs> i mean it's a gas so obviously it can go anywhere but i want to say you can cut it down maybe like to oh gosh maybe 70 percent cut down rate so 30 percent leakage rate i mean i feel, I feel like it can just go through the zipper okay. crevices like everywhere yeah that's true there's there's some yeah yeah I feel like you were kind of referencing Jurassic Park there, where like was I? the guy goes, "Life finds a way." Oh yeah, little uh, yeah, that's right. What's his name? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Okay, yeah. so I think you came. I think Goldberg. you kind of agree with my wife Jessica because I maybe I'm just um, hoping that it doesn't. No, it does. But I'm sorry. Does too. It does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, just just as a question. All right. It's okay. I got, I got a quick I got a quick tidbit before you go. Sorry. Quick. Oh, okay. Quick tip. I got to take my kids camping for the first time, which was really fun. And, yeah. and obviously challenging. So, uh, you know, for those listeners that don't know, my kids are both handicapped. They both are in like wheelchairs. So we, we got to rent uh, a friend of ours, rent, let us rent their RV. So it wasn't like tent camping, but RV camping in a campground. We did the whole thing, campfires and all that. So it was an event. No, no, no doubt about that. Yeah. They did love it. They were like all about. Let's go hunt for rabbits. Let's go look for, you know, squirrels, all that kind of stuff. Let's have a bonfire and sing songs. Like, we were doing everything. Uh, you know, we did have challenges. Like, some of their medical gear broke. Both of their medical gears broke. Right. So, it was pretty gnarly. So, we were, like, hunting the last day to avoid going to the hospital. But um, overall, fun trip. I would definitely do it again. I think they really enjoyed it. So, it was good to see them right. embrace the outdoors. Uh Initially, they were like, I hate the outdoors. I hate it. I'm like, great. This is not going well. And then maybe five minutes later, once they saw a rabbit, it was a complete 180. So it was good. Yeah. No, no. Right. Yeah, that's, that's that's fun for kids for sure. I, yeah, when I saw you post pictures about that, I was really excited about it, especially with the campfire. And I do. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I got a question. I actually got a question about that because that's, I mean, that's like yeah. for them, level one, mm-hmm. they're in a camper. They've got, you know, immediate access to stuff, obviously. Yeah. So depending upon how kind of their health plays out later, I did see posted this week on a Facebook site, somebody who is a paraplegic who Mm. was like trying to advertise his GoFundMe page. And he was trying to save up money for a, like an off-road wheelchair. Wow. So that he could go backpacking. Now I know you would need to have all sorts of crazy access to medical stuff, but assuming maybe they were getting better or were less reliant upon that stuff could you see one of your kids doing that in the future i think if they were if they could remove some of the equipment there's some equipment like if like some of that went out and i'm out on a trail i would be screwed 
But um, right I think it, it's really dependent on if they improve. You know what I mean? Like, if they were able to, like, ditch a couple of things, I would definitely do that. That'd be fun. But um, okay. at the moment, no. Can't do that. So we gotcha. do what we can. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. No, no, no. No, I think it's I think it's a good step. I just, I just yeah. thought of you when I saw that. That sounds so. fun, though. That's cool that they get those going. That'd be fun. Let's, uh, let's, let's jump into today. Let's jump into today's. Yeah, so uh, I, oh, oh, by the way, I'm going to post a video online. My daughter ra- raced a motorcycle in her wheelchair. And mm, I'll, I want to see yeah, that. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So I'll, um, she said it was the most epic day of her life that she now thinks she's like basically the Flash because she beat a motorcycle. So <laughs> I'll, I'll try to get that up online next this week. Cool. One of the punishments for for you was to try to, to kind of find somebody at Costco to race your daughter on foot. This is better. Then much better. Yeah, this is like this. This is like multiple levels multiple up levels. racing a motorcycle. Yeah. I think if you were to like escalate from here, would it be like a spaceship? <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna go airplane, <laughs> but we can go spaceship. Okay. Well, let's. What do we got going today? What's what's going on for today? So I'm excited about this episode because you make fun of me about things that Frequently. I have struggled with in the past. And I think that everybody at some point has some issues with pain mm. and just something hurts. Like, you know, you're carrying a lot of weight in your back and you're going all day mm. long. Like at some point, something's going to hurt or get sore or whatever. And so we're going to try to do our best to try to um, address some of the top problems and then in our own way solve these problems, keeping in mind that we are not doctors, and so we're certainly not going to suggest anything that's going to deal with chronic issues or something that you are bringing with you into the backcountry. These are things that sort of develop while you're out there or as a result of, you know, all the miles and all the weight. Right. So, yeah. And let me and actually, let me just say before we jump into, like, one of the – an obvious solution to a lot of these problems is simply just to reduce your pack weight and to go ultra light. And so that's that, – that, I don't know if that's going to solve your, your issue, but mm. – it certainly can help. So we're not going to like provide that as a solution. Like, oh yeah, you know, reduce your pack weight to stop this from hurting. But just kind of keep that in mind. Is like obviously re- pack weight reduction can can do nothing but help in a lot of these mm. areas. So yeah. yeah. Why do why do my blank hurt so bad? And really, the second part of this is like, what can we do about it? Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. All right. So I'm like, let's you first. So what what fill in the blank? What you got? Why do my knees hurt so bad, Carl? Why do my knees? Yeah. This is a big one, I think, for a lot of people. It is. And it's not, and I'm not, not talking about people with the knee problems, obviously, but people that might have knees that start to get sore or that hurt while you're out there. Mm. So, yeah, because of, you know, pack weight or miles, or I think you're, there's a lot of impact, especially going downhill mm. on your knees, then, yeah, they can get sore over the course of the day. So, yeah. yeah. So, I got some solutions. I think that was definitely my biggest fun? pain area the first trip was the knees and because it was my pack was way too heavy right so yeah yeah for sure i think uh well what right, can so we I do some, about i guess some solutions what, yeah what yeah. can we do I, i'll say the third time <laughs> i've got some solutions um, <laughs> what can we all right do? so here are my solutions are <laughs> so what i did with you when you were on your death marches i obviously gave you a trekking pole and yeah trekking pole you know for those that haven't used them like they can be annoying to have to constantly be hanging on to stuff and then like one thing that I always found annoying was like if you are stopping for a moment and you want to grab something out of your pack and you like stick them in the ground, they always mm-hmm. fall over. Or if I lean them against a tree, they always fall mm-hmm. over. So it's kind of yeah, annoying, yeah. but they're kind of like handrails going up and down the mountain. So if mm-hmm. you imagine going up and down staircases using handrails, like obviously they can guide and they can brace and they can absorb oh, a lot of the yeah. shock. So yeah, definitely. So that's that's the obvious one. I think those are pretty common out there. 
but if you really want to go next level up is you can really pay attention to your footwear and is your footwear either too old or is or can you buy like footwear that absorbs shock that mm. isn't doing as good of a job as your current footwear and if you right. want to go to this extreme with shock absorbing footwear there's these shoes out there called uh hoka one one and they're mm-hmm. made for trail running or for just road running and they're basically like almost they're just massive pads on the bottom <laughs> of the midsole where or it's, i guess it's part of the midsole where it's almost like walking on pillows mm. That so, sounds lovely. Yeah. And lovely. Yeah. Sierra Trading Post has them on sale, by the way. Are but, you thinking about getting them? Are you going to get those? Um, so I, one thing I started paying attention to as a trail runner is I started paying attention to um, how much each shoe weighs or how much a pair weighs. And these are, they're not actually terribly heavy considering how massive their padding is, but I wear a, mm. a different shoe, which is a little bit lighter weight or a lot lighter weight that still provides enough padding for me, but I don't have knee problems. So if I did, I might consider True. this. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. so knees, good one. All right. All right. So Derek, I think the next one is, is probably one that gets complained about the most. Why do mm. my feet hurt so bad? Yes. Yes. Why do, why do my feet hurt so bad? I think there's a lot of reasons. I can help you, Carl, with this. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'd say feet, um, primarily shoes. Um, are, are they old shoes? Are they shoes that don't support your feet? I think shoes are probably the number one, um, you know, problem uh, not problem the shoes are the number one uh, old shoes are the number one reason your feet are gonna hurt um right. in addition to that i would say um you know are you getting hot spots in your feet where you have you know like sometimes i think you know you'll be walking for like miles and miles and all of a sudden like you know the back of your heel just starts burning and you're like why am i getting these hot spots you know right. maybe the and you're gonna develop a blister and um you know uh, that's maybe because the shoes aren't fitting right or they're too tight or they're or whatever. So um, picking out the right shoes that are good on your feet are huge. Uh, I think some things to alleviate some, uh, you know, foot issues are doing, you know, little exercises, maybe like calf raises, stretching okay. obviously helps all the time. Um, I like to stretch after every hike we do every day. I'll just kind of stretch out when I'm done. Gotcha. Um, kind of feels good when I'm done with that. Um, I think also training your feet, you know, like if you're going to go backpacking, like I got my new shoes before our last trip, I think a year or two ago. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, I got some new shoes finally after like 10 or 12 years. And I was like, I need to practice in these shoes. So I, I walked around in the shoes for like, um, I think like a week or so just to break them in, just to get my feet used to them to make sure there was no blisters or, or anything like that. So, right. um, cause you don't want to get out on the trail. Yeah, yeah. I would, and I, I would say if you're going to practice what you preach there, maybe don't wait 10 or 12 years to replace your shoes. <laughs> when they're comfortable, they're comfortable. What I, I, I hadn't had any problem. They just finally fell apart. Um, that's why I think where my heel just fell off the shoe. Remember that? Yeah. So, and again, it was time. I'm not so sure that that was, was um, <laughs> shoes you should have been wearing. Little, you're just saying that was too long? Was, okay, that's fair. That's I don't fair. think I'm the only one saying that, to be honest. probably not probably not well to be fair though to be fair though you go hike you go backpacking way more than i do i only go get to go like you know a percentage of that time so i can get way more mileage out of my shoes well are you only Um, wearing your shoes when you're backpacking those shoes yes okay so So that that makes more sense except i mean they they can even the midsole can kind of degrade over time and just wear down just from the elements but yeah okay that makes more sense i think that when you're talking about you're on your feet training though and this is where I'd probably wear your, wear your shoes more than just when you're backpacking. If you're trying, if you do mm-hmm. have foot fatigue, 
then mm-hmm. I think that you want to, yeah, wear your backpack and hike around with it ahead of time. And that yeah. kind of, yeah, just the, the hours you can spend on your feet will just, obviously, like your feet have muscles in them, so it's going to train your feet as well. I will right. say, though, about the feet thing, I did see on um, like a blog post or something where somebody was kind of asking advice about shoes. And this is like legit yeah. advice they asked. They said, basically, they love the shoes, but when they wear them for an extended period of time, they always develop a blister. So mm. but they like the shoes a lot. I'm guessing that they like the look of the shoes. So they, they, they right. basically said, do I, I mean, they're relatively new. Do I still really need to replace these before I go backpacking? So what would you say to that person? I'd say, look, you know, a lot of, a lot of ladies like heels and they look great. But after that, you know, four hours at the dance, your feet are going to hurt. So you pay for fashion. Sometimes, <laughs> you know? So that's, that'd be my, yeah, I think, I, I think know. the answer is yes. And if you're getting, <laughs> the answer is yes, if you're getting a blister before you go backpacking, you don't bring those backpacking kind of, that would be a bad idea. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, all right. what you got for me? Uh, why do my, this is the, you should be an expert on this. Why do my shoulders hurt so bad? Hmm. You know well, anything about that? I, I mean, the reason why they hurt so bad is apparently I've got weak shoulders. But well, what I can what do is. about them is I think a lot of people struggle with this, with um, kind of the... Not really, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I think a lot of people do. The I'm straps sure digging in to the shoulders. There's a, I, I've learned. So this is what's worked for me. I've learned, I, basically, I you know, because I get so excited about my backpacking trips, I do whatever it takes to make it the best. And so I do a ton mm-hmm. of shoulder exercises, and that's everything from, like, shoulder shrugs to these, like, using some stretchy bands to kind of pinch my shoulder blades back to kind of work mm-hmm. those out or shoulder mm-hmm. raises, whatever. Like I mentioned before, wearing the backpack around. I've even gone to carrying dumbbells to wow. the mailbox, which is at the end of my street, to pick up the mail. I remember. Which makes it awkward bringing the mail back. I've got to kind of like stuff in my shirt. <laughs> Maybe bring a satchel or a Jansport. Just saying. Yeah. All right. Fair. Fair enough. I don't. You are a teacher, I'm usually so in the garage. Fair. I'm like, oh, I'll just grab, grab the keys, and I don't think about it. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'll do whatever it takes with with that. But there's so common common reasons why you might be carrying too much weight on your shoulders is that you're not tightening your hip belt enough. And so if yep. you have kind of the more modern hip belts have where, you know, where the, the um, strap kind of folds back in on itself, it's easier to tighten. Right. But if you, do, if you have right. the kind of the basic one where you've got the best way to tighten is to hold the hip belt pad um, mm. on the hip that you're tightening it or on that side and pull that same side and then obviously do that to the other side. But right. things that can alleviate shoulder pain outside of just taking your pack on for resting for a couple minutes would, would be to just adjust the straps different ways, the load lifter straps, the straps under your arms. And, um, I, I even read in backpacker magazine a couple years ago, not sure this might be like slightly effective, but if you add a second sternum strap to your, um, shoulder Hmm. straps, it can kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, it kind of puts weight in different parts or you can kind of, it has basically just adds another adjustment. So I would agree with that. I think just having, just putting the pack on correctly with the straps, making those little adjustments makes a big, big difference. Right on your on your body for sure. And just for the record, I haven't had significant significant shoulder pain since 2009. I feel like you need to bring this up constantly because I tease you about it, and that's yeah. okay. I think but I will admit, cons- like last year, last year I did need to take a shoulder. Like it wasn't significant, but I needed a little break because we we hit this section of trail yeah. on our last day, which was like slightly downhill, smooth trail, and we just ate up the miles, and we were just going mm. for it. So we we were literally hiking 
for it's had to be two three hours maybe longer without a break i think it might have been longer than that actually and so at that point yeah i started feeling a little bit to be honest the shoulders hurt see it's chronic like i said yeah this is why i bring it up it's okay um all right what do you got for me all right why do my armpits and crotch and sensitive areas hurt so bad that's that's a huge worldwide phenomenon problem right there. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, when you get crotch slash armpit uh, issues, it's it's a lot of rubbing. The body's rubbing the wrong chafage. way. So chafage, right? Exactly. So maybe you're maybe you need to switch from you know snug boxer briefs to boxers. Maybe I, I I'm a boxer brief man. I don't have that problem, but. It depends on your body type and what kind of underwear might be better for you. So maybe uh, pay attention to that more when you're walking around or sample some different ones. Okay. Or, yeah, and, and, and maybe don't use the mosquito net for your underwear, right? That Well, that's your deal, not mine. Uh, the I think obviously something you can do to fix that is, is to put body glide on mm. those crevice areas. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history, designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Is where there's a lot of uh, chafage, so armpits, crotch, um, even sometimes around like the neck area, I know people get those little chafy things from from walking a certain way or whatever. But you know, keeping it smooth, keeping it moving is is good. You don't want that that hot spot burning sensation because that leads to bad bad things. So I would okay. say body glide for sure is a big helper with that one. It usually takes care of the problem pretty well. I don't know. Right. You, you you take body glide a lot on the trips, don't you? Or you used to? I yeah I kind of yeah so I basically have moved to like they have these like wipes that are um, like yeah, individual yeah, use glide. wipes right yeah they're not made by body guide for, I, I'll, I'll post later what brand it is it's escaping me right now but it basically is single use and so it, and it's easier to apply than body glide I feel like you're just jamming a stick in areas you don't want to jam it sometimes right <laughs> and so and it's lighter weight but something similar yeah basically just lubrication for that area right. But yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. The boxer briefs. And I think like, this is a problem that really you should only have one time because once you have it once, you never want to mm-hmm. go back there and you're motivated to fix it. And I think this is a simple fix. So yeah, you get motivated really quick. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. What you got? 
All right. For you, why do my hips hurt, Carl? Okay. So if you're tightening your pack down, like we talked about trying to address your shoulder, sometimes if you tighten it really tight, you're constricting your hip movement. And some people have gone to just, you know, using packs without the hip pads, which obviously then might cause other problems with shoulders, depending upon how much weight you're bringing. But if you need to address hip strength, doing lunges and there's an exercise called monster walks where you have like a Mm. stretchy band and you um, step between like a, yeah, the circle of it. And then you kind of like almost do if you just kind of like hunch down and walk sideways. There's there's stuff on YouTube for that. Uh, That'll strengthen those muscles right there. Eventually, yeah, the pad is, if the padding is not sufficient itself, then it just like, it can kind of bruise your hips, especially if you're carrying a lot of weight. So mm. there's that. So having a significant enough pad, if you really struggle with it and maybe you're, you're hiking with a lot of weight, maybe you're the kind of person that carries a lot of the group gear, you can buy a p- packs that have like a pivot system so that it makes your hips move independent of the pack call. There's one called Gregory Baltoro, which I know um, does that. And they're they're intended for heavier loads. I've heard of that. Yeah, I haven't Never used it yet, it. but I know that a lot of people swear by it. So that's what I got. Hmm. Okay, that's decent. I'll give you that. Hey, thanks. You got one more for me? I've uh, got yes, I do. Why do mm-hmm. my ankles hurt so bad? Because <laughs> you're, you're you have weak ankles, that's why. Um, no, <laughs> you <laughs> ankles can hurt for obviously a variety of reasons. I mean, I uh, if you play basketball, you know, like if you have low cut shoes and you twist an ankle, that can be uh, not enjoyable. Um, right. So maybe a solution to that is get some maybe get some boots or some better supported shoes that are going to give you some ankle support. Um, if that's if you have ankles that are stiff. Stephen Curry, chronic breaking ankles type ankles, um, mm-hmm. then you might want to do that. Um, obviously, exercising, maybe trail running uh, or or stretching and doing uh, exercises to strengthen your ankle muscles is always going to be uh, something that's going to help you uh, remedy that problem. So, you know, staying extra. If you don't exercise all year and then you go backpack with low cut shoes and you twist your ankle, don't be surprised. We, I remember, uh, was it our last trip? We, we met a guy who like twisted his ankle and it was like totally swollen, but he's like, I got to make it out. And he just kept yeah, running. Yeah, it, it was really bad. Really bad. Yeah. With this, he was able, with this I think gnarly. Typically you can hobble out though, if it's an, unless you broke bones in it. And even then, depending upon the bones, you can still kind of tough it out to right. hobble out though. Right. So he, he powered through it. Which is he incredible. did. But like, yeah, was, you don't want to be in that spot. That's not fun. No. And I think he was alone. Wasn't he alone? I think he was alone. He was. He, he, was, he was going solo. He's going Han Luckily, solo. it was a populated trail. So. Right. If you needed help, him. you could have gotten it. I think that, yeah, so one thing that I, that's actually worked for me, and I don't know this, this works for some people, some people, but not all people. It depends upon what your ankle issues are. Just mm. you know, I did twist my ankle the last two July trips in a row where yeah. I just, it was more just missteps where I'm like, you know, stepping, I'm not paying attention, I'm stepping off the trail, and then I like turn my ankle as I step. And right. Anyway, nothing as bad as that guy. But I used to play basketball in high school, and when like by the end of my senior year, my ankles were just so jacked up that I had those like sleeves that I had to wear whenever I played. And mm-hmm. and I've seen some people wear that stuff and that's fine if you need it. But I'd read somewhere that if you want to strengthen your ankles that you should try trail running because the uneven ground will mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. strengthen them. And if you're running and if it's not like crazy surf, especially early on, then um, then you won't twist them while you're running. And so I, I started trail running in my early 20s and 
since I played basketball or since then, I don't wear those ankle braces anymore. And unless I'm wearing bad shoes, which I've struggled with the last couple of years, um, or not mm. paying attention to, then I think it solved the problem. So trail for, running, if you have access to trails you, on uneven surface. Look yeah. You. Yeah. Look at me. Indestructible. Right. Okay. I got one more for you. Yeah. Okay, go one ahead. more. So when I'm going backpacking with you, why okay. do my feelings hurt so bad? Oh, boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't validate you the way you need to be validated. That's why. <laughs> you, <laughs> that's, that's exactly why. Okay. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. Okay. I'm going to try and stroke your ego next trip. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Carl loves his positive feedback, guys. So I got I to gotta keep that ball rolling. Um you got a, let's, let's throw in a, you got a Bible verse for us today? I do. I, yeah. Psalm, going back to Psalm, Psalms 23, one through three. Um, this is a, this is one that even people that don't read the Bible might have heard. I'm just gonna read the beginning part, but this is the one, the, the valley, valley of the shadow of death kind of one. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And the reason why this one relates to pain on the trail is I just sometimes, we get focused on what's hurting and we're missing what's around us. And sometimes you just have to enjoy God's creation around us and just soak Mm -hmm. it in. And if that means taking your pack off and taking a break and letting one's shoulders rest, (laughs) that is okay to do. (laughs) There you go, go, buddy. Okay to do. So well, well done. Yeah. So you know what? Last week we totally blew it. We got so caught up in this, um, like trying to survive and you know what happens when we're lost. We actually forgot the trivia Mm. And I'm not going to blame anybody, but it was your turn, Derek. It was my turn. I had it ready. Um, I'll, I'll, I can double feature it if you want next time. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's my turn now. So I think we'll just say that you blew it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> no, you can use it next time. And I've got the trivia for this time. So Fair enough, fair enough. This relates... This might relate to some of the things you talked about, but it relates to just kind of the idea of pain in the backcountry overall. Mm. And so okay. the trivia question is basically, what are the most common backpacking ailments? Mm. Now, notice I didn't say injuries, though it might include injuries, but I'm mm. going with common ailments here. And I've like got annoyances. quite the list that was okay. compiled by a, um, a blogger out there. Section Hiker? Now it's actually hiker this time. That's your <laughs> okay. that's your resource. I try to I try to find different folks because um, I think we've got actually quite a few bloggers that are listening to this podcast, and so I'm hoping that maybe yeah. sometimes we'll come across some of their stuff. But um, this blog yeah. is called the Climb Climb with a, a Y, and his page is how to mm. prevent ten common hiking injuries, which is kind of funny because some of these are kind of Captain Obvious as far as how to prevent them. But I like that he listed okay. out what the most common ones were. So according okay. to um, to this gentleman. What yeah. I'm gonna have you just list off. I'm gonna you gotta go with four. You gotta get four out of these. So four out of a million. Okay. Yeah, there's like ten ish. There's no okay. I'll just let me think of some ailments that would happen on the trail then to everybody. And this is like this is probably the easiest question I've ever asked you. Yet vague. Okay. Um, okay. Here we go. Let's let's see. What happens out on the trail? It's sunburn. You can get sunburn on the trail. That was like number um, one, dude. Well, I mean, you're out in the sun usually, right? So yeah, sunscreen. No, that, that, bring your sunscreen. Yeah, that was that was his suggestion of wearing long long sleeve shirts and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm do people turn when back people get sunburned? Are they like, how did this happen? 
Yeah, burn <laughs> sunscreen. I don't don't know. they typically um, know how to solve? Okay. Well, maybe they don't reapply. Maybe they start and then they that's don't reapply. True. That's true. That's true. You got to reapply sometimes multiple times throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, I'd say another thing people hate are bug bites for sure. Okay. Yep. Um, that's on there. That's kind of down farther in the list, but that's. Two. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn back my own clock and say blisters are. Yes. You know, I mean, it's the name of the podcast, so right. blisters for sure. Yep. If well, well, okay. I'm thinking of Knowlton. I don't know if altitude's on the list, but I'm going to kind of piggyback it and say, like, throwing up or, like, maybe your digestion or you just, maybe you... Yeah, it, you well, know. digestive and altitude, I think, are different, but the, the altitude... But may, it may, I'm thinking of puking and, and both yeah. make you... Well, like, if you... if you Maybe your, your altitude's making you puke, but I'd say, like, maybe... You're, I'm, I'm thinking more food. Let me, let me just... Re- okay. Like, I'm thinking more food. Like, maybe you're not eating enough um, yeah. and, you're, and you're, you're starting to hurt in the digestive area. Right. So yeah, area. definitely digestive. But if, if you have issues with more like the diarrhea stuff, do you think sleeping bags can contain diarrhea <laughs> smell? <laughs> definitely. Well, what kind of sleeping bag is it? You know, what brand really? Is, is it zipper or Velcro? Like, I don't know. Yeah, so. I think it's getting through their way, my friend. I think uh, you really want to solve this problem for people. Do you fart a lot in the sleeping bag? Is that the problem? Like you're trying to figure out. It depends out how to on the solve. trip, but there's trips where where definitely I struggle with the. Uh, I've, the high, I've noticed. The I've high altitude gas. The hag. <laughs> altitude <laughs> gas. <laughs> is that a thing? Oh, it is funny. a thing, actually. All right, that's man, fun. you get the four, dude. That's awesome. All right, you got survival. You no, know, I mean the altitude kind of sort of a little bit off, but you, you brought it back <laughs> with the digestive. So thanks. But that was still a reasonable guess. There's also something that I've had before, and I've had it horribly, which is uh, the poison oak, poison ivy stuff. Uh, yes. I actually had to go to a, yes. to a doctor about that one. That's annoying. The Yeah, kind of some obvious ones, minor abrasions, just kind of cuts and stuff, things you might use the, the first aid kit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, chafing we mentioned, mm-hmm. twisted ankle we mentioned. And then if you are not used to kind of being out in the sun or if you're just simply not used to the exercise, oh, you can actually heat struggle exhaustion. from heat exhaustion, yeah, or, heat exhaustion or body exhaustion. Not to be confused. People commonly confuse heat exhaustion with heat stroke. True. And heat stroke is like emergency room. True. Heat exhaustion can be treated with rest and getting in the shade and cooling down and water and stuff. So And for the, you know, it's, it's usually an average of 15 to 20 degrees cooler in the shade, guys, just so you know. That's according to many. Is that right? Yeah. I saw that on... Uh, okay. I saw it a long time ago. It was on a survival show. I can't remember which one it was, but um, okay. But I, so I started paying attention to that when I went out. I'm like, this is yeah. I, I noticed a big difference. So I don't know. And we all love shade right. when, when it's hot. So just go over there, sit in the shade. That's interesting. Yeah. So if you take all these things we talked about into mind, if you keep these in mind, Derek, is it possible then to go on like a legit ten plus mile a day backpacking trip hmm. without having anything hurt? I think so. I think so. I mean, okay. I would say no. I think the fact that you're exercising all day long, like you're just going to, you know, like stuff's going to hurt. And that's part of the fun is that you're exercising and you're using your muscles and it's, well, you know, part of the I challenge. mean, there's uncomfortability. I don't think it's like, I'm not going to, we mean it hurts so bad to the point where like, I don't want to go again or I mean, it depends how much it hurts. Like, no, no, no. It's un- it can be uncomfortable no, times, just, but it's not like yeah. I'm in pain, you know? Right. Obviously you're Well, out there. I think hurting and pain are Maybe you're thing. just more fragile than me. Probably. That might be true. (laughs) Guys, that's going to do it for us today. That was a fun episode. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. Leave us a review. Oh, real quick, Carl, you got a review for us real quick this week before we go? I do. I do. And this one is from Greg. 
Mm. And he entitles this review, Don't Call Carl Pepperoni. Oh, which is wow. one, part of one of my trail names that wow. we mentioned last week. So that's fine. Andrea, Excellent Pepper. podcast that is both informative and entertaining. Sounds like a couple buddies swapping trail stories. I think that's definitely true. Hopefully some information provided along the way as well. Amazing. But thanks, Greg. Appreciate that. Amazing. That'll do it for us. Uh, remember, guys, it is not backcap hacking unless there's at least three or more blisters along the way. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. I want to Oh, Carl, why does my heart hurt so bad? Because I miss you, buddy. Aww. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.